What's going on, man? Welcome back to the channel. I'm Ron, and today I'm going to go over my start and sits for week five, and then I'm going to go over my, my streams, which are tight ends and quarterbacks that are under 50% owned in ESPN leagues. Now, before I get into that, make sure you go down below and subscribe. While you're down there, if I don't go over players that are on your teams that you're having start sit questions about, or maybe you have a trade question or a waiver question, anything, any of the above, just go down below, comment it. I'll literally answer within an hour between now and the games on Sunday. Now, before I waste any more of your time or near my time, let's get straight into the video. Let's go. First up, we got my starts and studs at running back. The first running back I have up is Clyde Edwards-Alaire. And the reason why I have him here is because I know a lot of you guys are going to be starting him regardless. But he hasn't really lived up to the value that you drafted him at. After the, the Damian Williams news, we're all we're all drafting him probably around like the, the 106, 107 range. So we're really drafting him to be this stud type of guy. But up to this point, he's only been the RB13. He's only been the RB13, but I wanted to give confidence to CEH owners out there. We didn't draft some, some fringe RB1. We drafted a fucking bell cow workhorse type running back in the Chiefs offense. And this week is where it's going to pay off. He's playing at home against Las Vegas. They're going to win by a bunch of points. Could be a shootout. And Las Vegas is allowing the most fantasy points to running backs right now, which is 30.3. I see Clyde Edwards-Alaire probably having a top five week this week. And then as we go farther, we're going to go a little bit a little bit farther down the rankings because CEH, everyone's going to start him. But Mike Davis is still a flex option. But he's showed us so far that he is a, he's a fucking stallion workhorse type running back. He's been averaging 21 touches and 101 yards and a touchdown in each of his games since the, the Christian McCaffrey injury. This game, he's going to be... In Atlanta, in that dome, it's one of the highest overrunners of the week at 54. He's been this all-purpose skill set type back, and I see him being a top, top 12 option this week, and I think he's going to be a top 15 back going forward until C-Mac comes back, which could be soon. And then in that same game, we have Todd Gurley. This is somebody I still am not a fan of rest of season, but I think this week he's going to be a top 15 option. This is going to be a shootout game, as I said, with the Mike Davis part. Carolina is also allowing the fifth most fantasy points to running backs, 27.5. I see Todd Gurley probably putting up top 15 type numbers. And then after this game is another good opportunity to sell Todd Gurley. And once you move down that list, we have our flex star of the week, which is Chase Edmonds. He's only owned in, I think, 40% of leagues right now. So if you are in a desperate spot, you got bye weeks, you got COVID shit going on. Chase Edmonds, I think, is the perfect guy that you can pick up off waivers and shove in your flex if you absolutely need to. Arizona, they're 7.5 point favorites against the Jets. They're going to run all over the Jets. It's not going to be a game where they're going to throw all over. I think in the first half, they'll probably throw. They'll probably get up by, by 10 to 14 points. Then I think going from the third to the fourth quarter, they're going to run the ball a lot. Kenyon Drake hasn't been as good as advertised. And I think that this is a spot where Chase Edmonds could probably rip off a 40, 50-yard run. They've been allowing that all season. I think they allowed super long runs to Jarek McKinnon and Raheem Mostert in their game against the 49ers. So I like Chase Edmonds around like the RB30. And as I said, he's available everywhere. Now, as we move on to the sits and busts of the running back position maneuver, Miles Gaskin. He's going to be in San Francisco, and after only having 13 touches last week against Seattle, it's clear that in negative game scripts, he's not going to get the amount of volume that he got against the Jaguars on Thursday night when they were winning by a lot. This week, they're nine-point underdogs in San Francisco, and San Francisco is the toughest team against fantasy running backs, only averaging 10.8 points per game to running backs. So, Miles Gaston, I honestly think that he's a really low-end flex option. I really wouldn't like starting him. I think he's going to get maybe 10 touches, probably like 40 yards. And then somebody else, I don't want to start, but not all of us have the luxury of not starting him is Miles Sanders in Pittsburgh. I'm starting him in a few weeks just because I don't have the options to go elsewhere. But if you can, I would go elsewhere. I have Miles Sanders as, I think, a potential bust this week. The Steelers are a great defense against running backs, and this is one of the lowest over-unders of the week. 
at 44. There's not going to be a lot of points to be scored, but the Eagles are seven-point underdogs, so maybe we get a bunch of catches for Miles Sanders, but I just think this is going to be a game where it's going to be slow-paced. I think Miles Sanders might have maybe 60, 60 all-purpose yards, maybe like 15 touches, and I'm not sure a touchdown is going to happen this game against the Steelers. So I think something we've got to temper expectations on. If you can start somebody else, then do it. And if not, then just I'm just saying don't overreact too bad to Miles Sanders having a down week against Pittsburgh this week. This is a game I expect him to bust, but if he does super well, then that's a great sign for him. Next up, we have my starts of the week at wide receiver. And first up, we have Keenan Allen in New Orleans. I think this is going to be a great matchup for Keenan Allen. I see him as like a top five option this week. And it's because of the crazy amount of volume he's been getting with Justin Herbert. He's second in the league with 49 targets. And he's seen at least 10 per week ever since Justin Herbert stepped in for Tyrod Taylor. When Tyrod Taylor got his fucking like lung injected by some crazy ass doctor. Now... Ever since that happened, Justin Herbert's been a beast for the Chargers. Keenan Allen's been eating up, but it hasn't really shown up on the yards and the touchdown spot. So he's getting the volume, and I think this is going to be a good game for him. They're eight-point underdogs, so there's going to be plenty of volume. Don't be scared of Marshall Lattimore. Marshall Lattimore is mainly going to play on the outsides, whereas Keenan Allen's a slot receiver. He's playing in the slot around 50% of the time, whereas Marshall Lattimore's only playing in the slot on 10% of snaps right now. So th those 40% of snaps that Keenan Allen's going to be taking is against Patrick Robinson. He's outside the top 100 corners, apparent, uh, according to like player profiler. He's going to have a great matchup in the slot. It's going to be a game where the Chargers are going to be behind. They're going to have to pass a lot. They're going to be in a dome in New Orleans. I think this is a great spot for Keenan Allen. I love him to get maybe like eight, nine catches, just shy of 100 and probably a touchdown this week. And then moving past that, another guy I like that is like a wide receiver two that we perceive him as, but I think that he's actually like a top 15, top 12 type option this week, and it's Will Fuller at home against the Jaguars. The Jaguars are thin at corner. CJ Henderson, the uh, the nice draft pick they got out of Florida, he's hurt this week, I think. DJ Hayden is hurt. Definitely keep an eye on those guys and if they're going to be healthy for Sunday. But this is one of the highest over-unders of the week at 54. The Texans are implied to score 30 points. Look for Deshaun Watson to air it out on these guys. I think it's going to be a shootout because the Texans don't have a great defense. The Jaguars don't have a great defense. But these are two offenses that move the ball. Excluding the Week 2 game where Will Fuller had that hamstring injury and he was kind of like a decoy against the Ravens, He's had a 24% target share across weeks one, three, and four. And he's been filling in that type of like DeAndre Hopkins type role. And I think that's going really under the radar right now. I like Will Fuller as a top 12 option this week. And I think he really has that alpha role in that offense right now. And then as we move on from that, we have somebody who you would, I was going to put him as like a flex start, but I think this guy is a, a straight up like balls to the fucking wall, wide receiver to Justin Jefferson at Seattle. He's going to go nuts this week. He's a top 20 play for me. And the Seahawks are allowing the most points per game to opposing wide receivers with 41.6. I don't think they have an answer for Jefferson. They're going to put all their resources towards Adam Thielen. I think this, Jefferson's going to get open on a lot of balls. I think he's going to have a touchdown this game. I think he could probably have like a like a six for, for 85 in a touchdown type game. And I think this is a week where he's going to go crazy. It's the highest over-under of the week at 57. So expect wide receiver two numbers for Jefferson. I think he's going to have a great game. Now, my sits and busts for week five. At the wide receiver position, we have Michael Thomas at home against the Chargers. Now, this has nothing to do with Michael Thomas, the player. It's his injury and the circumstances of the Monday night game. When you have a guy who's injured that you're not that you're waiting for injury reports to come out on, you're really rolling the dice when you have to wait for a Monday night game. Because then you're that's the last game of the slate. There's no there's no backup option. I think there might be a COVID game on Tuesday. That's that's never the move to to trust like a, a COVID, like possibly could they play on Tuesday. So for me, Michael Thomas, we don't know if he's gonna play. That Monday night game's a risk and even if he's not inactive, he could play on limited snaps and a limited role, like a decoy type role against a team that they should win by a lot of points. Right now, they're eight-point favorites. I think they're going to run the ball a lot. For me, Michael Thomas is outside my top 24 wide receivers. He's like a 
He's like a high-end wide receiver three. You can flex him. I would just be very careful. Our last sit at wide receiver is Deontay Johnson. And the reason why I put him here is I think a lot of people expect him. Those first two weeks, he was balling the fuck out. Week three, he gets hurt. Then we have a bye. So now people are like, okay, he's going to go back to what he was doing in week, week one and week two. But I'm not sure we see that this week because this is the lowest over-under of the week at 44. And there's not going to be a lot of touchdowns because of that over-under. He's facing Darius on the outside, who's only been allowing 8.1 fantasy points per game to opposing wide receivers. I think it's going to be an Ebron game. I think it's going to be a Connor game. I think Juju and Deontay Johnson are going to struggle in this matchup. Now, the last part of this video is my favorite part of the video. We have our living the streams. Everyone put their fucking floaties on, boys. We're going swimming. And that first quarterback that we're streaming this week is Teddy Bridgewater, my stream of the week. He's only 30.7% owned. He's going to be in Atlanta, in a dome, playing his ass off in a shootout. It's another great option. He's, my, he's a top 12 option for me. And Atlanta's giving up the most fancy points to quarterbacks with 33 and it's going to be a shootout in the Atlanta Dome. There's going to be plenty of passes thrown. Both both defenses are pretty fucking sorry. Just going to be everybody slinging the ball down back and forth. Could be like a 60-point game. And we just saw Teddy Bridgewater even has some rushing upside. He had that rushing touchdown last week. I think we'll see Teddy Bridgewater break outside the pocket a little bit more. I really like him this week. And then somebody else I like is Gardner Minshew. Now, he's owned in 53% of leagues. I said I was going to keep it 50% and under. But he's he's only there by a little bit and i really like Minshew this week this matchup is great it's gonna be a shootout in houston and i think he's like a top 12 option on the road and he's right there with teddy bridgewater now a couple of deeper guys are like our daniel jones against dallas and then kirk cousins at seattle in that big shootout game i was mentioning earlier when we go a little bit farther we're looking at the tight ends and my stream of the week at tight end is eric ebron he's gonna be at home against philadelphia and he's only 32.9 percent owned in leagues right now and eagles are allowing the third most points to opposing tight ends so he's gonna ball out Eagles don't have an answer for, for any tight ends. Their, their linebackers are pretty weak. Their safeties aren't anything crazy. I like Ebron to score probably a touchdown and probably get maybe 50 to 75 yards. I think that he's going to be a top 10 tight end this week. And then even going a little bit further, we have Dalton Schultz, who's honestly like a spot or two back. He's still a top 12 tight end for me. He's only 49% owned. And I honestly have no idea why, because he's been the tight end three from weeks two to four. If he's on your waivers and you're having problems at tight end, please pick this man up. He's, he's somebody better rest of season than Eric Ebron for me. And he's in a game with the highest over under the week at 57. So it's going to be a, or tied for the highest over under the week. They're going to have plenty of scoring opportunities. Expect Dalton Schultz to ball out. And then as we go farther down that list, our deeper streams are Greg Olson versus Minnesota. Logan Thomas versus Los Angeles Rams. And then we have Mo Ali Cox at Cleveland in that order. If you made it this far, man, I appreciate it. Make sure you go down below and subscribe. Like I said in the beginning of the video, if you have any questions, trades, waiver wire, start sits, any of those questions, comment them down below. I'll be answering them all day, all night on Saturday and even into Sunday morning. And if you, have, if you can't reach me on YouTube, you can always reach me on Twitter, at RonStore underscore. You can hit me up in the DMs. You can tweet at me. I'll answer you all the time. And as always, man, I hope you enjoyed the video. I'll see you in the next one.